Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15 of the Thirst for Much podcast. It's me, Lawrence Harmon, and I'm joined by my co-host always, Steve Hendrickson. How are you doing, Steve? Good, how are you doing? I'm all right, I'm all right. I uh, <clears throat> randomly had a few lingering vacation days I ended up taking. Been nice. Been doing kind of nothing, but uh, <laughs> nothing, and then, you know, shit posting on Twitter, and then uh, also, you know, playing some Legacy. So, what about yourself? Uh, I've been preparing for the unfortunate arrival of in-laws for the holiday season of turkey and givings of things, and, um, playing some random games of magic and acquiring hot pioneer foils, so. Okay, I feel you. Have you been playing much pioneer? I haven't touched the format since Blacker than... Unfortunately, I'm very much in East Harlem, playing against it, and, uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy it. And if uh, loot scooter doesn't go, then I'm not sure what's the point of playing the person. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I've turned into random streams. It's basically just been mono black mirrors or field of the dead stuff. So I, uh, I, I, I just... don't mind the field of the dead, but I mind the 26 land aggro deck that suffers no penalties for flooding. I thought mono black like, was 24 land. Uh, 24, 26. It's a lot. <laughs> Doesn't right? matter like, when you have loot scooter and it never floods, right. technically. Oh, yeah. Well, they get to play four Library of Alexanders with no downside. Like, Library of Alexander, you had to work for <laughs> this. This <laughs> this card is just like, sure. I wouldn't <laughs> say keeping bad hands uh, working for it, but yeah, potato, potato. potato. Right. True. Like, I, it's just the, everything about the deck is it's very frustrating. Uh, the, the fact that loot scooter can deal four damage to you because they tap the oh it's a bad card city watch yeah the dorky thing yeah i know yeah they tap it deal one attack for three they they forge you and looted so it's just a it's a very hard deck even ley line of the boards on my sideboard but like i've gone like far down the rabbit hole you're not boarding Uh, ley lines in it for the mirror are you no no i'm sorry i'm not playing that deck i'm playing esper why to fight that why why we to fight it? Okay, that... Yeah. yeah. I added black to my deck to fight. I know McWinstoss has been doing well with uh, Blue-Eyed-Red. Uh, Anger of the Gods has looked pretty nice. Or seems pretty nice. He's like top 16 the last two Moto PTQs that he's played. Something like that. Yeah, I'm playing Cry of the Carnaria the same reason. I think it's the same kind of... Yeah. Some sort of exile effect against the deck that has, you know, eight creatures that return from the graveyard. So. My problem with the red splash was you couldn't deal with Oko's nonsense walkers. So I prefer the hero's downfall effect. Yeah. Like, there's also like they play uh Wrinkle and Scion or something Spawn, rather. Spawn of Spawn of Mayhem. Yeah. Spawn of Mayhem. It's a spectacle card. And it's just like the your removal in just blue, white, red, not as good. And I've liked my one of main deck. Oath of Kaya, because it's like a little bit more gain life effects in your deck. Makes so, sense. But uh, I, I, what were you gonna say? I was I I got oh Kaya. I have a Kaya in my main and a Kaya in the side too, because Kaya is really good against because she exiles the gutter bones and whatever the other thing that comes back. Uh, the three two thing, and then there's also the other black. There's a stack of black creatures that recur. Yeah, but anyway, before we go yes. too deep into this rabbit hole, let's uh. 
let's just jump into why people are into this episode. Uh, our Legacy. thoughts on Legacy one week after the ban? Yes. Have you been uh, playing much, or what has your experience been? I've played a lot of uh, pickup games. I play at my local. I kind of think, I, I really don't think much of it changed. The Delver decks are a little mopier in the mirrors, but I don't think, I actually am not sure if Tundra's actually that much more play. So I think Basic Planes is more play. It's Basic Planes like, I think, when paired with Astrolabe or like actual Death and Taxes. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, it did do well at the um, MKM event over the weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I still think, yes, it, it was card market, but MKM. Yeah. I still think like Plague Engineer can come back and put it in place, but I think that it's a lot more playable. The run in six format. Yeah, for sure. Um, when run in six got banned, one of my first thoughts, or I did a write up last week, and I was kind of harping on how Oko would probably be the go to blue threat. And I somehow forgot about Arkham's Astrolabe being, like, very obviously an abusable card. It just slipped my mind somehow. And um, so far what we're seeing is Oko's being a really good threat in Arkham's Astrolabe doing egregious things. Um, I know Thomas Marr was uh, playing Bug Control that Splash Swords to Plowshares and Red Blast. Just five color best cards in Legacy. Um, we've seen some, you know, Honor Doss has been playing uh, various Astrolabe piles and top eight of the challenge last week. Um, what else has been going on? There's also been Thomas Bocek, who top aided the MKM as well, I think. Yeah, he was at the MKM, not the four seasons. Uh, and he was also playing a four color control deck. And right now it seems like straight blue white or blue white red control or miracles I call it that or even like the monastery mentors those seem to be kind of obsolete where players have drifted towards is four color oko or think, monastery mint pyroblast and veil of summer i think thomas vichuk played the mentor yeah he played mentors um thomas marr played five color and then Honorog was on what was it? Honorog was on just one of three different planes while control miracle call. No, he had like two or three Oka. It was it was just um it was blue white red miracle splashing veil or blue white green miracle splashing blast. He was actually banned miracles in red blast. He had a volcanic yes. and two blasts. And I wouldn't be shocked if or well, it seems to already be the trend that a lot of players are just trying to max some brutal one mana hate cards and what? You should you should take a look at Honorog's list. You'll laugh. It's one Jace, one Oko, one Teferi, one of each planer. You know why he like, did one Oko, one Teferi, right? Probably because of Sabine's Reclamation. Yeah, you can intuition for Seven's Reclamation and get your Planeswalker package. Yeah, I saw the intuition and really thought it was kind of cute, but I don't know. If, so, But I loved everything. On so. paper, it looks really bad. Uh, I watched on our stream a bit, and there was a stack of times where he just um, would intuition for triple accumulated. That was fine. Um, there were a couple times where he would intuition for the Planeswalker package, but where the most interesting thing had to be, like, when he would just, like, intuition for, like, value and then get back whatever card Sanctuary, Mystic Sanctuary, um, that's, that's kind of where the intuition package he showed it, its ability to take over. Oh yeah. I, no, I, I actually, um, I really liked, I, I'm playing no red blast. I'm just banned. Um, and I got the reclamation. I just didn't. And I put AKs in because I dropped AKs because I didn't think Teferi would matter as much. The Teferi, Teferi is like true, but I just didn't know if it mattered. I, I don't know. I don't, I still don't know if it mattered, but I, I like the four AK. You know what? Like I, 
I, I think I really like Teferi. Like we said, Veil of Summer is kind of becoming like stock for effect. Teferi, get, the games aren't that interesting. They kind of devolve. Someone gets an Oko down and protects, you know, someone casts a thing and somebody counters and Veil of Summer happens. And like the game dynamics themselves are pretty abysmal. I do agree with that. Like I, I actually don't like my currently. I'm considering going on Jace, but my three Oko, I'll die because <laughs> the three Okos, they're they're dumb even if you draw multiples. Like it's okay to draw multiples of it. Yeah, it's totally fine. Because you know they're gonna, you know they're gonna throw a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Thomas Berkemeyer, friend of the podcast, uh, top aided the last challenge with uh, our friend Luke Strassler. I'm sorry, Luke. I always he has a brother named Noah. And I always miss, um, but no, he, they, we were in a group chat, they were chatting, uh, Luke just spits out this bantless, band astrally, uh, stuff. It's just, that's the only way to describe it. Bant stuff. Um, Tarmogoyf, astrolabes, Okos, Teferis, every, everything you'd want, right? And yep. the, the list is, like, interesting because it's, like, a pretty good Oko deck, but the issue is that... It struggles against opposing Okos. Um, like, it's so weird. Uh, I was watching Thomas play a bit, and uh, like, there was one match where, like, his opponent gets Oko down, and he gets Oko down, and they're just, you know, it's an Elkoth, and it's just like, well, this is um, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I play Ice Fang Coatles in my deck list, and they have repeatedly been, like, I play an Oko, then they play an Oko, and it's like, what well, you know, I should be kind of hurting, but then I flash in my Coatle and, you know, kind of just get to get in there. So I, I don't know if it's good enough to play it, but... Real damage seems well, like I, a uh, stretch of the term. Um, Why? Well, I elk I elk the Coatle. Oh, sure. That makes no, sense. No, so I, I, I elk my... my because I have Astrolabes, I elk my Astrolabe first, and then like they play an Oko, and then I'll just like elk my elk flash of a Coatle, and then elk. And the, I have six of them. I'm not sure if it's good enough. The Goyce, like because I haven't. The Goyce were stellar from what I was seeing. I I still really like Tarmogoyf in the format right now. Um, right. I know at one point Thomas got paired up against uh, was the um, the Eldrazi post guy who made top eight. I'm just like, oh, you're dead, and then like. Ten minutes later, he messages me a screen cap, like, double goyf back to base. Just like, oh, yeah, that's a thing your deck can do. So, <clears throat> like... Yeah, that's that's another thing, I think, about playing Bant, is you get um, back to basics. Yeah, the back to basics were interesting. I know somebody asked a question about the deck list. I think it seems fine. Uh, there is some worry about not being able to cleanly answer opposing Okos. There is some interest in having blasts. I know Thomas did test them, uh, and he said that it didn't really work out how he wanted to. Um, other than that, most of the matchups seemed fine. Sneak and Show seemed pretty bad of a matchup for him. Uh, the list has like a Palace Jailer and some random chaff. I think after the turn, like Snap Cut the Palace Jailer for a second Containment Priest just to make sure you have a bit more of an edge against Sneak. Everything else more or less just felt fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a messed up. Uh, I, I think it's a really messed up metagame to try to like pin down your control deck, like win con. Because like I've been seeing all kinds of crazy decks being played. Well, and doesn't that just bring more value to Goyf, right? Well, well, that's what I was gonna say. I like I like the decks that are like four and five colors that have a variety of answers and Goyfs because you're not 
messing around with trying to identify them in circumstances sometimes just... i don't think you can really afford to play like four colors in goifs three color in goif seems fine um just like space is an issue i don't know i i like i, I like how the deck is more of a mid-range shell than a classic uh classic control deck right and even when even when you look at like the thomas mar deck and some of these other shells i think oko producing bodies so quickly still allows you or affords you a fast enough clock that uh it's reasonable to just like play that card and like you're not really falling this normal traps that would have right? um it's, it's it'll be interesting to see how these decks evolve going forward because right now it's kind of for astrolabe pick the cards i want uh, thomas actually messaged me earlier it's just like i want to play control deck with these cards um let me find the list <clears throat> the list of cards was astrolabe tarmogoyf oko fatal pleasure rub decay ponder supplier who's just like i want to play these cards and then he sent me a deck list with those cards and that was just it like you can just do that it's not a matter of like there's so many good cards in all the colors and it's so easy to pick and choose and flash that it's kind of just free to just go what are the best cards in every color i we're getting to a point where like every control deck is just gonna be the same cards and it's gonna be numbers tweaked the players like no i i think we're already there like i 100 percent agree with you just because i think that there's almost no reason to not play <clears throat> all these great wonderful additions like some of the decks aren't even playing four um of the arkham's astrolabes thomas mar was playing, playing five arkham's. color with three astral yeah it's actually not I mean, but they're that confident that it's okay, this will work, right? Everything is fine. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying, you know, because I've, I've actually been moving to a th- cutting one of them in my three-color deck and feeling kind of shaky. Yeah, so, I, I remember testing a, the, you know, Iceberg deck and playing a three-astrolabe list for a while, and it was like, okay, and I was just like, eh, it's just correct to play four. <laughs> grudgingly play for Astro. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how these decks evolve, if they do evolve. Um, I feel like the only... Like, right now, it seems like a lot of the lists are kind of metagaming themselves, and I think that uh, moving forward, we'll have to see some other addition into the format that can actually punish these decks. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that is. I know uh, Casey Lancaster is a big fan of lands right now. Generally always a fan of lands, but... Um, He's been really big on Field of the Dead <clears throat> as a uh, card that just outright goes over the top of Control Deck. I was talking to him about, you know, some of the matchups in the format. But he mentioned that, like, you know, Delver is generally a good deck or a good matchup. Uh, the current iterations of these Control Shells just never beat Field of the Dead ever. So that may be something to look towards. Otherwise, I'm not quite sure what the best course of action will be. Um, that'll, that'll probably just take some time. Like, I have vague ideas of how I, I want to tune other deck shells, uh, but the control shells, there isn't enough happening in the format right now to force to play certain, I think, is the main thing. There's, there's not a dedicated... I don't think there's a dedicated deck that's fast enough. Well, there isn't, like, a real defined metagame, and then all of the control decks are playing the card that you could say is defined. So it's like, yes. I'm playing an Oko deck, I just be prepared for Oko, and then I guess I'll just uh, sprinkle sprinkle some random supply shares as I can. Well, you also get, like, the newest versions of these decks are, 
they're getting all the good, you know, like, like they don't even really need the same number of Fluster Swarm that they used to play because you get Veil of which are just better against the combo decks that you need Fluster Storms, but also really good in the match. Like they're playing Govin's Vetoes because they're, you know, a lot of these, some of these decks are just like, they're so scared of just the other decks that are just like, right? Like they're almost like already inbreed. Yeah. Um, I know Honor Rug was in Veto. I don't know if any, I think, uh, I I worry that the strategies that these decks right, right and like you know lands is a punisher effect but wasteland as a card isn't insane against these deck shells because of you know the number of basics they run. Thomas Mars deck is like the exception, but everyone else is just running a stack of basic lands. Um, so you're really just trying to capitalize on their inability to provide a relevant clock. Um, regarding like Veil of Summer against combo, I was chatting with people about a rug list, a rug velvet list that I was interested in maybe trying. And uh, I kept like making updates in real time. And then like, at the end of it, I was like, oh, I have zero veil of some of my deck. That's probably wrong. And someone's like, oh, you should probably just cut that random fluster storm. I was like, oh, fluster storm is good against things. And I was like, yeah, veil of summer is also just better against those same things. It's like, yeah, true. Um, I mean, the only card that, that fluster storm is, I think, good against right now is the Entree the Angel. Miracles are tight. They're playing the one of Entree. Cluster Storm's probably good there. Yeah, this list also just has Stifle. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, so you don't even need Yeah, it. you don't even need the Cluster Storm specifically for you already have, like, Quad Stifle. Um, I have three Spell Pierce as well, so there's enough to do in terms of, like, mitigating, uh, like, their ability to really develop that specifically Entreat isn't a worry, um, but, you know, Counter Wars are a bit harder to win, but even then, it's it's so hard to like justify playing certain cards because it's so easy for every deck that wants to play Veil to play Veil. Like Storm gets to play it. Uh, Sneak and Show sometimes plays it. Just everybody is playing this card. Yes. Oh my gosh. Honorok has a Narset. Yeah. He just has <laughs> the one of Narset for uh, the right. mirror or something. Yeah. Well, it's like the old Rug Delvers. Like when Rug Delver first came back. They were playing the one of uh, Narset in the sideboard. Adam Yurchik played a one of Narset. Like, like I had my rough and I saw a Yurchik top six challenge, and I was like, I'm not playing. <laughs> and I didn't. And ended up being necessary out here. Oh, his his volcanics in the sideboard with his blast. Wow. Yeah, I told you he was. This is <clears throat> the the red blast package was all sideboard. I had looked at his deck and saw the one of Planeswalk. I was actually looking at Threat Density because I really don't like the list because you know ever since I've gotten more proactive in my playing Dover control decks like the um four color control like having win cons not have to live or die has been completely different for me. Oh. so i kind of was like didn't pay attention to the list as my win con count was with three three win cons i mean honor Rugs list doesn't really care either right like you have sevens reclamation for all of your walkers and then you have two mystic sanctuaries or whatever i think you had two um yes yeah, you have two it's, Mystic Sanctuaries, so you just get Machine Gun and Treat Angels down to your opponents until they, like, die. Like, it's, you know, it's... Like, we're at this point where, like, the win cons are so arbitrary, it's just um, getting them on the table and clicking buttons, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you would laugh, because my only miracle in my deck is is a one of on. Yeah. I cut turns. Onrod tried the list that had Verdicts, and he uh, missed Terminus, which I'm not sure if that's just Onrod preferring... Or being used to terminus play styles, or um, or if like uh, you know 
he actually missed it, but you never know. Maybe maybe cutting it is fine. I'm inclined to believe that like Terminus is still just an acceptable card. Um, partially because you don't really want to tap four mana for Verdict, just to have your opponent untap and do something, right? Like the the ability to one mana sweeper and then hold up your Dovin's Veto seems like an important play pattern. I've played my well, I have Ice Fang Quaddles, so like I have a little bit more removal because of that. So like I still have the same slots. Like those Quaddles could easily become my Terminuses, right? Because it's three Quaddles versus just like the one. I only have one bird because of Mystic Sanctuary getting it, and I have no, I have more removal. I have created the same play patterns. I f- now, mind you, the list was tuned and built with Ren and Six meta, and Ren and Six was cleaning up all this. So I don't know how good it is in this new meta. Yeah, it sounds like you may want to reevaluate some card choices, uh, but it sounds like your list is a bit more reactive than the other list, so you probably want to wait. If you want to like continue this trend of being reactive, it's very likely that you just want to wait a while. Yeah, well, I mean, reactive is in... What do you mean reactive? So I'm trying to... Uh, I guess Honor's list is pretty reactive as well, huh? I'm thinking more about like the general trend amongst the other lists that are just jamming walkers down people's throats, whereas Honor's list is just like abusing mystic sanctuary so i have the same number of sanctuary i have six walkers i'll have to post my i'll post my list in the show, like just to make it easy like my list is the only thing is is he's got more counter now because i don't have the two dovins so yeah the vetoes looked real nice oh i believe i have two counterbalances does he have counterbalances no i think most people have cut counterbalances they started adding um arkham's astrolabe to their decks since you can't afford to um well, Astrolabe doesn't provide actual card selection, so like, what does Counterbalance do when you can't actually maintain it with cards like Preordain or Orphans? It It's just blind flip city, so... Well, I maintain it with Mystic Sanctuary. Yeah, but like, you can use your Sanctuaries defensively or proactively, and I think Anurag is <clears throat> using them to like proactively recur the cards that he deems matters, whereas like, you're using Mystic Sanctuary to recur like what just your removal spells or like I, i'm not really enthused to use mystic sanctuary to specifically recur um cards just to flip them to counterbalance i don't think you're maximizing the effect like it's nice and it feels good when you do that but like three turns down the road you're kind of just like man i really wish i just had a mid or another t-. i can see that like i just i personally liked it because it gave me a a two drop to start pressuring their counter magic yeah, for sure. I'm just, like, at a point where the thought of playing Counterbalance just is so utterly disinteresting to me. Um, it's just, like, such a very okay effect. Like, it's... Oh, I believe you. Like, I actually have wanted to cut it. I just haven't decided, like, what I would... In lieu of it. Like, it would be, like, a lot of... Because, like, the AKs, a lot of times I don't... You just... I use my... Don't you just play the Dovin's Vetoes? Uh, yeah. I mean, or whatever. I mean, I've got slots I can cut. I've got a one of Deprive that you, you would hate my Deprive. <laughs> well, I, lo- I love the Deprive because getting more activation, be, not even like doing a, a Deprive lock, just getting more activation. Um, Mystic Sanctuary is what I care Yeah, every time I watch a Sanctuary deck play, I'm just like, you know, just one more. Just like, uno mas. Uno mas. I, I mean, that, there's no joke. Like, it, it wins. You bury your opponents. Like, you don't have to. Like the deprive lock, people think, oh, you could deprive lock. Sometimes I'm just like, I deprive it. I deprive whatever you cast. You could cast a sword to plowshares, and I'm still depriving it just so I can get another entree on my top of my deck. 
Like that's that's really it. I'm just doing it to entree one more time. Yeah, like I find myself like looking at those deck lists. And I'm just like, you know, Brian Kelly would put one copy of this deck, just one. Yeah. Just to, oh man, just one. The Brian Kelly days, the best days. Well, I think I go with my one depression, but I could see I also have 19 lands, so that might be a big difference. I might. But because I have more cantrip effects, I went with because of this. So I might have to reevaluate and decide. Because, like, he's basically, I have more stuff in my deck. He has more reactive elements. Honorak has more cards than say, well, no, you have more cantrips, right? Yeah, so I have more cantrips. I can't even say that Honorak has more cards than draw a card, which only has. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's definitely got, he's definitely, I actually, because of the snakes, I mean, it's only three snakes, right? Like, that's the only difference is I have the three snakes. So I just like the snakes right now. I'll probably eventually lose my interest in them. But right now, I've really liked having a effect that flash in and not just hold counter magic up. So I, I think that's the big difference is I hate just hold forever. Because I feel like the nature of our deck is that we do that and then because our opponents kill us dead. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm just going to pause here. So I have the... LPL playing in the background, and Jarvis, you just like four, three for one, Phil Gallagher with a Plague Engineer. Phil yes. Gallagher just immediately untaps and attacks his 1 1 um, Sanctum Prelate straight into the Plague Engineer. Jarvis goes to block, pauses for like 30 seconds, unblocks, pauses for like another 30 seconds, and then eventually blocks, but oh man, just, just in there. Well, he's probably afraid of Berserk. <laughs> he's playing against humans. I know. Anyway. Back up. It, it was. It was. It was. I saw it for a second, and I was like, "He can. He knows the deck list. What's he worried about?" And I was just like, "I, I couldn't even tell he you." Got Gallagher. I didn't check to see if there's Wars off Pontiff or something to mess. Because that, that, I guess that could do Wars off Pontiff if it was in the. Uh, there may be a pawn. That might be. That might be what it. That you know. Sorry to get sidetracked. Uh, people listen to this way later. There's probably, there's a sideboard if you're not boarding in. Well, but that might be why, right? Yeah, that's like definitely I'm a thing to nervous. consider. Like you pause for a second. Is my opponent? You go probably not. You can't trust that man. You can't trust Phil Gallagher. He's a DNT specialist. <laughs> they they DNT people do things that I would never think that's plausible, and it plays off. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> I've been playing some Delver, and uh, ugh. oh, I played Bud Delver too. So that was the other deck I did. Yeah. But, well, I, I haven't tried Grixis. So anything Grixis related is going to be all on you. I put it together. I, I ran a couple of fish and I took it apart. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you'll have to tell me about it. My leagues were really skewed. I played a league with Stifle Grixis, a league with Non, and then a league with Bug Delver. And I played, I started another league with Non Stifle Grixis, but that, like, I played two matches and then it. I, like, punted away one match, and I'm off it. I just, like, O2 dropped and decided to try Bug Delver. But, um, almost, like, 50... My matches were almost 50-50 Delver or Arkham's Astrolabe decks, which, like, isn't necessarily indicative of anything. Um, but my issue with Grick, the non-Stifle Grixis list is that I always felt, like, a turn behind. Um, I, I missed having some sort of extra... And... I assumed that when Oko got banned, the format would like slow down by a turn or so. Uh, Ren and Six. Not Ren. Yeah. I, when Ren and Six got banned and Oko became more of like a relevant effect, I assumed the format would slow down, which I think it kind of has. But the issue with Delver uh, and these two drop creatures is like, 
or at least Grix Stelver, is that I found that I would like play my Arcanist and then it would die. And then I, and that was just like a very frustrating ordeal that kept coming up, just like not being able to deploy my threats as quickly as I wanted to. And Young Pyromancer secretly a three drop and felt medium. And uh, Gurmag Angler kept getting answered by Brazen Borrower, um, which it was like miserable. Like normally, like, you know, back in January when I was playing Bob Delp, the idea was like you didn't really care if your Bob young pyromancer died. You were kind of just trading resources with your opponent. And then I was playing three true name nemesis. So eventually it was just like, here's a true name. Uh, I'm gonna attack you for however many. But now like there's Plague Engineer in the format and a thing that people are both main deck or sideboard. So true name isn't as good at least in Grixis. So I, I just like wasn't really happy with that build. And then I tried Stifle. And it was okay. Uh, it kind of solved some of the issues of not having the one-drop density that I wanted to be able to like impede my opponent properly. But I stifle so hit or miss, and I found myself in a lot of awkward spots. At least with the list that I tried, where uh, the there were only four one-drop threats, four two-drop threats, two brazen bar, and two Gurmag anglers. So there was a number of games where like I would stifle my opponent on turn one like day something on turn two maybe but i wasn't able to establish a fast enough clock and uh like i just my opponent would just draw like lands and then i would die because like i dominated the first few turns of the game and then as the game went on just floundered um i know eric landon has been lightning cycles he top aided both days of the um four seasons event that was uh saturday he had a list and then we were talking Saturday night about how much Tundra was in the room and some tweaks and a couple of Bitter Blossoms. And uh, he said those were fine. I found Bitter Blossom pretty decent in my leagues with the card, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Grixis Delver didn't quite feel worth it. But, like, when Gurmag Angler is invalidated by a lot of decks, you're leaning in on Thoughtseize being the reason to be in black, and that wasn't really enough for me. So I want to try Blue Red Delver. And I think, you know, like, I'm fine with my Dreadhorde Arcanist answered, but I'm not fine with my Dreadhorde Arcanist being answered and then also getting wastelanded and being able to, like, go basically and basically play my thread, my thread dies, whatever, and still have big lands is really nice. And it also makes True Name a little more playable. And the blue-red lists tend to have way more burn spells. So, you know, going back to before I said you would have True Name in play for however many turns and your opponent would die... Now it's kind of like, you can expect six-ish damage out of your true name, and just use your burn spells to really close out the game. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm going to shelve Grixis Delver for now. Uh, there are, there, I think maybe a list with like four Thoughtseize could work. There's probably some tweaks to the threat suite. I think that I at least one true name main, but Brazen Borrower is good utility. And then I need to figure out what I want to do with the two mana threats, uh, or see if there's like something else I can also play in those spots. I'm not playing uh, just no. The card is nah. Um, but I did try Bug Delver, and it felt really good, which is surprising because I've hated Bug Delver, Deathrite Shaman. I even wrote an article like, here's every reason I won't touch Bug Delver. And um, it actually felt really good. And I kind of like it the best out of the Delver decks that I'm trying. But 
I think that's mostly because Tarmogoy. Yeah, I think that, um, I don't think Rug has the... So, like, if you're going to play the Reach stuff, you just have to drop the third color and play Blue-Red. So if you're dropping... If you're not willing to drop the third color, out of the three color shells, I think Bug is the strongest because it's playing the most powerful spells. So I, I do plan to test Rug, um, at least, like, right now, like... The Delvermeers, you gain a lot of edges by having additional one-drop threats. Um, like against Grixis, Delver, Lightning, Voltames, everything but Gurmag Angler, and then you can just like Brazen Borrower that card. And then people aren't playing that many true names, so you don't have to worry about getting walled out by that. Like I played against Rug Delver twice, the Grixis Delver. In one match, I just got destroyed by Nimble Mongoose. Just like could never establish a wall. <laughs> like, it was like, here's my young Pyromancer, and we're just like, yeah, so Lightning Bolt here, you're not putting threats on the table fast, these bolts. Um, or, like, there was one match where I lost to Hooting Mandrill. Basically the same thing. Like, Rug, being more mana efficient, was able to just get under me. And I've had a pretty dissenting opinion of Nimble Mongu for, like, the last year or so. But I think if there's going to be a lot of people toying around with these, like, dorky, like, four and five colored control decks that are largely composed of spot removal, then a 1-1 one, one trap threat seems good, as long as you keep Oko off the table. I was just say, as long as you keep <clears throat> Oko off. That's the problem, because Oko, like, I, I've said it, like, three times on, to different people, and everybody's like, oh, but he's got Shroud, and it's like, correct, but Oko makes 3-3, three, three, idiots. Like, <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, so... Oko, Oko make and hitting that unreasonable loyalty. It's like two mongies to kill Oko on turn one. Yeah, you're, like, not really right. being beating Oko, but, like, in all of my Delver lists, I've had three Pyro Blasts. I have never really been that big on the third Pyro Blast effect in Delver, but, I'm, like, right now I'm just slamming it. And I've been beating the Oko decks um, just by nature of the triple Pyro Blast. It's felt good. But, um, I don't know, like... Nimble Mongoose may actually be well-positioned in the short term. I'm not sure how well that card's going to pan out long-term, but... Well, like the challenge, right? <clears throat> the challenge to the fourth-place list, or fifth-place fifth list, is a Bug Delver with no hymns, thought seizes, big as this person uh, that's, likes to cast their spells. That's Anders Tilson. He's playing basically a list that Mangucci posted on Twitter. Um, right, but like the, the main deck creature suite would just block uh, mongoose, mongoose, right? Yeah. Because it's, <clears throat> like, all day. But it's it's more a matter of, like, how much you value. Like, the Bug Delver lists are really good at grinding their opponents down, but there's that issue where um, sometimes people stabilize. <clears throat> Commonly enough, people will stabilize. won't be able to do anything. Whereas, like, the Rug lists, you have kind of the drops. Your card quality is marginally lower than the rest of the format. But you're really good at, like, keeping people in, you know, the turn one, two range, and then eventually just bolting them. So... But you have to like the... You do have to like this Bug Delver, because it's got, what, six forces in the main deck? Like, it's it's gonna... It's not just gonna die to a top deck a normal one. It's actually got some kind of... Yeah. Like, <clears throat> uh, the list is interesting. Uh, I have a bit of a different list that I'm working on. Like I said, this is Minguchi's list. There are a few card choices that I don't agree with. I understand playing Six Forces, but I, I'm i finding, or at least after my first, I felt like playing less than four Abrupt Decays in the 75 was probably a punt. Um, like, you just lose to so bad. <clears throat> it's... I, well, I agree. I actually played one Assassin's Creed. I only had the Assassin's Trophy. The stupid Merit Lage deck. Yeah, yeah. I, right now I have a... 
I so Rich Callie sent me. I ran it as it weeks after the cutting cutting something preordains. Just like I don't want to play twenty land because you just flood out. Like that happened to me multiple four one. Like flooding out with your Delver deck is miserable. I don't. I I hate the general trend of building bug shells as clunky as humanly possible while also like jamming them. So jamming them with like color intensive and mana intensive. I hate that so much. And Leovold as a card in my Delver shell doesn't pull enough play it. It often ends up just being this hard to cast three mana three three and uh, having extra cantrips seems sleep. You know, the deck has Fatal Push, the deck has Abrupt Decay, the deck has Thumbs. These are cards that only convert on one axis, unlike Lightning Bolt. And I want to be able to navigate through the standard Jund if half my deck is one half of the format and half my deck is good against I just want to be able to start off with a reasonably good disruption effect like Thoughties and maybe some Delvers and then find Oka when it's backbreak. <clears throat> I still have the Force Negations. Um... I haven't quite decided on what my answers for Merit Leaves will be. Right now I have a Brazen Borrower and two Tyrant Scorn in my sideboard. I'm not sure if that's going to become two Brazen Borrowers. Um, Tyrant Scorn has been just okay. But I like didn't really think through my sideboard super heavily uh, when I was tweaking it. Like I took made a few random haphazard. And I have a Pithing Needle as my 15th sideboard, just partially. <clears throat> Pop out. Well, it's it's Pithing Needle, right? If you can't think of a right. fifth and sideboard card, you can just Pop jam Pith and Needle good, into your deck. Yes. It's good enough against well, deaths. No, it's, and then no, it's perfect. It's just, no, it's actually like the perfect 15 pop-out card. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to make it a Needle because, you know, I will play against something. Like, you can look at every one of the decks in this top seven and Needle hit something. Right. Right? Like, you know, like, first first list, Sneak Attack. Okay. Yes, I would bring it in. Next list, Ugin the Ineffable. Absolutely. <laughs> the next list, he's Aether Vials. Check. So we've checked off the first three. Then you hit the Jace Oko deck. Like you, you're gonna, you can bring it in. It's it takes the mirror is the first one. You're like, okay, I can't bring it in in the mirror. That's so like, yeah. I <clears throat> but I, I was also, but like I said, I think not have. I'm still debating between a trophy and decay. Trophy lets me kill Jace. A fifth against depths but uh giving them a link so not is it heinous against depths i know it's heinous against jace it's terrible i do like against depths you're just like i'm not dead i don't care but against like everything else right. in the you're giving them a link pretty terrible right well i see i've enjoyed it because of uh we have karn decks and and the urza sure so i actually think the fourth the, the making the fourth one the other card like is actually applicable I mean, I'm down to try so, it. I, but I, I also have 20 lands, but I have the the waterlog one of. So I don't have second bayou with with my hemless deck. I cut the second bayou for a fourth army. I'm not sure if that's correct, but having two bayou felt funky. Kind of just wanted and underground sea by far the best land. Well, the deck <clears> they <throat> have here is just like mine, but they have four underground seas, two traps, two bayous, your fetches, and four wastelands. I have two traps. One waterlog grove, one bayou, four underground seas. But I have a waterlog grove because I have life in my sideboard. Like I have a one of because whenever I played bug, I liked playing the life in them because it was kind of like, you know throwback to my old rug delver days and and it does things. So. Yeah, I thought about playing one lone one's crying, but uh, that a little too right now. Trying yeah. to stock good cards like my sideboard right now is two sir two veil of summer, one graphic or two plague engine, brazen borrower, two tyrant scorn two. <clears throat> and 
I added the second Sylvan library over last hope. It's clunky to me. It didn't really change. I didn't really. And I wanted I can board in against both. You can arguably board in Sylvan library in the mirror. Like the, the Delver mirror is turning way more mid rangey. Like I, I stopped cutting Thoughtseize in my Delver mirrors. And if you told me I was going to, like, if you told Lawrence in January that he was going to be having Thoughtseize, uh, he would have vomited. And, um, to be fair, that was before a lot of printing supplies. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of Thoughtseize <laughs> targets, right? There's like yeah. Gurmags, Okos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like even just like turn one Thoughtseize in the mirror. I think our board is. What did you say? Your numbers? <clears throat> two surgicals. I have three graveyard hate, two surgical, one two veil, yeah. two two four, one brazen, two tyrants. Okay, so we're close. I don't. So I have the force negations in the main like this. Um, I have one main. I have one main, one side, because I have third decay. I have the Assassin's Trophy. Uh, I don't have Tyrant Scorns. I have two Brazen Borrowers and the one Trophy. So I think I, I think I cut Scorn because I wasn't loving it. Yeah, Scorn's been just okay. Uh, I've been thinking about going down to... Um, I'm not quite sure so, where I stand on the main deck Force Negations. It, it's like the weird dynamic of like... <clears throat> Maybe I want to slant the deck towards just, like, getting that huge... And then when my opponent tries to play anything good, plus I some sort of force effect for it. The other option is what I currently have the deck slant. Give my early game advantage. Uh, if you play something, I'm killing it. So I'm not quite sure which velocity is better. Gonna see where I want to go with it. Uh, we'll see if these preordains pan out. If these preordains don't pan out... Um, I can at least one force negation and we go back up to twenty lands, me lands. Twenty lands is so clunky. That's where, that, that's where my little. So we talked before, show, and I have a little last hope, and you weren't sure, but that's where my because I have the one. That's we're basically the same one. I think same number great, same number of destruction spells, two silver library, but I got the room because I have one of force negation. So, and <clears throat> I think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine not to play Liliana the last hope because we, we, you know, you, you know if you like it and i i like it just in i like i have two sylvan libraries like my idea is just like my cards in general are just gonna be better and my goal is just to crush my opponents on a card advantage so or crush my opponent on a card quality front and sylvan library just allows me to keep those cards coming so i can just keep grinding my opponent into the dirt um i could see cutting both preordains and moving a library and a force negation to the main and just doing that, but I don't like having that. Do drops four goyf library three decays is a bit much with two elkos, but like decay doesn't. I don't have to worry about it getting countered, so maybe I shouldn't really factor that too hard into things. The worry, of course, is getting wasteland. Yeah, I mean, I I put the life and alignment aside because of I think that wasteland is now here and that we've <clears throat> kind of been immune to it for a while, like. You know, our decks weren't being wastelanded. Everyone else's decks were being wastelanded. And now, like, we actually have to consider that is, like, we're now can be a lot. And that's kind of scary. Yeah, the thing is that wasteland is, like, your loam isn't keeping up with a loam out of land. Like, maybe good enough. To, but in the Delvermeers, everybody's curve is so high that wasteland isn't just, like, this free effect. Which is partially why I want to try run when you have the one. Wasteland is functionally. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely. So that's the thing. I think that's why. I, I don't really, I don't, so I don't know if I want it just to get wasteland. I think I want it to land because I think that we've kind of like in our past, we always wanted to get it back to get wastelands back. But Run and Six taught us a new way of like playing Delver. It, we're not really tempo decks. We're just a mid range deck, like the king of mid range. And like the life and alone helps facilitate being locked out of the game. Mm, 
I guess. So my issue with Loam is that <clears throat> in a lot of situations, it's either completely do nothing or it's uh, like I love the card life, but in Delver shells, it tends to like I I need the metagame to settle a little bit to want that specific effect over. Well, I like I said for, for me right now, it's a free card in my in my sideboard. I don't know if I want to keep it or not. I like it, um, and we'll I'll keep playing with it. I do like hitting my land drops. Like I think I've got spoiled by running <clears throat> like because. You know, man, it was really nice. Like you always hit all your land drops, <laughs> and, I, and I want that. I want that back. <laughs> like I also hate the fact that I feel like days is worse now than it's ever been. Well, days is worse now because you're your own curve. You can't turn one days. Right. <clears throat> like people don't remember what it's like to get turn one days and immediately have a threat fall. It's like turn one days right. and it's like, oh, my opponent played a dread horde. It's like, oh yeah, I killed it and moved on with it. It's just like I. Right. I think I want to. So I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where Bug t- I'm not quite sure the list specific. Rug still strikes me as maybe interesting, but I'm sure what will happen is uh, L3 to Elite decide that Nimble Mongan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think all of the Rug. Like, I see a lot of young Pyromancer. And that card just seems so <clears throat> fragile. Like, all the cards seem so mopey and fragile compared to even like looking at the. Like, like referring to the challenge is kind of silly, but at the same time, it's not. Like, the first the first deck is sneak and show. Like none of the threats out of that rug list or any rug list right now are going to challenge sneak and show fast enough. And the next list is out of a mongoose list. What's mongoose lists are fine against yeah. sneak and show. Like <clears throat> mongoose, like that's exactly what you want to play against. Your no, I no, I agree. I'm talking about the other cards, the PZ Arcanist, all them cards. Like I feel like they're kind of so you don't mean rug. Slow. You're talking about like the blue red or Brixis list. Yes. Well, or, I'm sorry. The the rug lists I've seen that are trying to be the Grixis decks. Oh, people trying to do you know, that still. Yes. Yeah, you don't have a gonna have to actually right. like sit on that and figure. Um, like I have a list thrown but, together, but it has all the same issues. Like maybe maybe having Tarmogoyf is good enough to justify play that. But right now, want to try to uh, a lower to the ground. Just you know, I think Spell Pierce is pretty good right now in the format. Uh, I've seen a lot of people play these or build rug lists that have like double spell snares just like i don't think you need to be playing double spell snare right now like just play more general effects i mean the the best two drops just got banned yeah <laughs> and spell snare wasn't good then <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just good enough uh it was right. a necessary evil. and right with like where i'm at now i i i really like spell i'm trying to decide between three and four right now i have three spell pairs just because it like it it still does the the thresh, just cheap interactive removal, fast. Like I just going straight back to the philosophy outside of very obsolete. I think Oko is probably where you want to be. Oh, I agree. Well, <clears throat> it's not even that it's obsolete. The decks need their mana now. You you need your mana. It, it, you can't afford to like not have your mana. Well, you can. So I've seen people try to play like Winter with in the like larger grips or like the larger rug lists and it's just like well no you can't do that your deck has too many two drops to properly function um and like you you can't you can't lean on winter like winter was really good when people but you you can't lean on winter or you know your opponent can go abrupt decay off of it's like a whole different (laughs) dynamic it's not the same like 2015 john thresh philosophy I'm gonna play three winter and body bag. Yeah, I think I just think we need we need like all the Dover decks need their mana. 
they I think they can't afford the tempo of Winter Orb. Like I don't think we get enough from it versus the decks that they don't have to tap their mana. Like they can tap their mana later. And the Delver decks I think have to be they're much more proactive with their mana. Yeah. It's not the same card. I think like in terms of cards that So the other thing is like before you needed random hitmaker cards that could the control decks for you or at least provide you some sort of game plan to really give you something to do. Uh, you don't need that anymore. Like, you have access to um, Oko, you have access to Sylvan Library, you have, <clears throat> you have access to Dreadhorde Arcana, so you don't need something as narrow as, you know, a card like Winner. So, I don't know, there's just other options, and I think uh, people are stuck in the same thing with him. To please, every every deck mode is, like, available, or every, like, control deck that you'd want uh, him again. It's playing multiple veil you know yeah that's my that's i so i started with him but then like testing against my own band deck um the veils were just like well i just dusted my hymns back off and put them away and said well we'll come back to you later maybe (laughs) it reminded me of like the treasure cruise era all over again like it's just like wow this is just feeding my opponents so i didn't even touch him i just straight up like, Rich sent me a list of two hymns, and I snap-cut them. Like, just not doing it. It warps the way you have to construct your mana base. And, um, like, not only that, it, like, lets you play harder into, like, Veil of Summer, which isn't something I want to do. Well, your deck's already doing that, but what I found is the way that the slightly lower-to-the-ground bug list is directed, you can do a fairly decent job of um, playing around Veil of Summer and finding various turns and avenues to not just get destroyed by the effect. For me, though, so I've always warred with it because I love him. I love him in Grixis, though. I don't like him in Bug because him is useful because it gets rid of random cards and a lot of times there's cards that can... And, like, Bug has, like, Bug has all the cards it needs to get rid of any. Like, Bug now officially can get rid of anything that magic... So, like, having the Hymnus Herox is just, like, this proactive value plan that I don't know if you've got proactive value plans like Sylvan Library you could play instead. Or, you know, one of the Lilianas. Or, like, there's so many different cards now that the Hymn is just almost, like, adorable and not very... Like, there's more, I think, liabilities with him because you could, like, him a reanimator player into the win. You can... Him a dredge player into the win. You can him a hogak player and like you could just you could just like cause yourself so much stress and pain and like you can't do that with Sylvan Library. You can't do that with these other cards. So like, what are you really getting out of this? Hmm. And and you have to play four of them, or you have to at least play three, but more likely four because if you play two and you draw like the turn four or five six him, you're just angry with your. Yeah, I've been uh, right. fairly happy with just playing. Zero. <clears throat> Zero ham and four thoughtsies, so right. I've I've been good on that. I mean I was looking at the <clears> list, <throat> like there are so many non blue lists here. <clears throat> and they're all scary. They're all scary, man. This Eldrazi deck. Like we're not gonna go over the challenge of deep, but the the Eldrazi goodness. Whew. This man doesn't care about Delver. He's got two Ug and the Ineffables, two Ulamogs, one Kozilek, and he's not playing oh, I guess it is a post deck, but whatever. I'm sca- I'm scared to play blue. In this metagame. Yeah, um, I, so my initial plan was to test, like, and then test a bunch of, but the Okopile Mirror seems pretty miserable, and, uh, I have better things to do, uh, maybe, but, um. 
<laughs> Maybe I value. I could very just... much potentially value my time in that. Sometimes. Maybe. Um, you just summed up standard for the last two months. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, and, you, and you didn't even play any standard, right? You played zero, zero standard. <laughs> you just summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, so you know what Dex Hogak is good? Um, all the blue decks that we've been talking about. Like every single one of them. Every <laughs> single one of them. All of them. I, that's that's where I'm at. I just, I just want to disrespect you. Um, I, well, <clears throat> I, I will say this. That, that will do it. A lot. A lot. A lot. Like. <laughs> a lot. I hate that deck. Hogak, like, it's good against all the blue decks. The Chalice decks aren't that good right now in the abstract. Because, like, they tend to have, like, mediocre Delver matchups, and they're, like, <clears throat> just okay against the control decks right now. They've got Planeswalker density goifs. So, like, Hogak's worst matchup is, um, I don't know, Hogak. Fast combo. Yeah. Like, faster combo. So, like, like show, probably Show and Tell is probably really Show and Tell, maybe Storm, I guess. Maybe. So, like, the... The deck seems well positioned, at least in theory, and I um I think they can beat. Storm. They have a lot of discard effects and stuff like that. I think they can. Yeah, play. I don't. They're bl- they're black. I don't even think the storm right. matchup is like insanely bad or whatever. I just uh, I'm basically looking at the format, looking at the Okomirs, deciding I don't want to play them, and then like the next best thing is like these Delver decks. Bug Delver maybe okay. But playing Delver without Lightning Bolt is forever going to be vomit and doom. Playing like the control mirrors is just very unappealing to me. Uh, just because of how like I don't like the fact that the mirrors are dominated by Oko and Teferi and Veil. Vale, it's like counter spells don't really work, so like Pyroblast is kind of king and it it's not the best in-game dynamic, I think. And Outside of that, I think um, I think I'm. I, I just want to sidestep. Uh, <clears throat> I still don't feel like putting in the time to learn. I really probably should at some point so that I can just play that deck when I think it's actually it's probably maybe okay. Maybe the number of Veil of Summer is probably spiked. Uh, yeah. So I I am not a Storm aficionado. I played a lot of Storm. Uh, I wouldn't want to play Storm right now because Veil of Summer is everywhere, including like like that was the card I was gonna say. Hogak has discarded. Which are in, in a fast clock, so I don't know if Storm wants to play against that. Um, they're, I mean, they'll they're fine if they're idiots playing Hogak, but it's an actual with thought seizes and veils. I'm pretty sure the Storm matchup, but also Ancient Tomb was just unlocked, and with the Ancient Tomb back on the Ancient Tomb, there's some suck. matchups. Yeah, but they're good against the Storm. Yeah, and people, and, and, and second place was a was a Chalice sure. like, Chalice Tritosphere deck. Like one big Eldrazi so, does. Look, it only takes like three people to play Death and Taxes again. For people to put right. all of that down, you know, calm down on all that like noise. Yeah, but that's another deck that's not well, like Maverick. The, the Hate Bear decks are not something to play. Against, right? <clears throat> the yeah, potentially. Like my worry with Maverick is that like how do you properly? I think you make really get good guesses. Like <laughs> it's like <laughs> like my issue with Maverick just... is you have to devote a quarter of your and then the rest of the cards you select a mix of pet card, random decently. And then the rest of it is fairly acceptable thing format. But Maverick feels a lot like tuning like modern the way you are uh, the way you're like approaching your actual instruction is very similar to all deck. And you can't just like throw random cards in. You need to like have a defined metagame. 
like Maverick isn't proactive enough to realistically, uh, like, like you don't have enough time to realistically, like, sorry, you're not a proactive enough deck to kill your opponent in a manner that makes it so cards don't matter, right? So I think you're like you're basically a jack of where all these legacy decks are focused, and so you <clears> kind of do a lot of different things, but unfortunately that means you're a half a turn to a and all the dedicated decks. So because you're trying to react without four. Yeah, I think if you just like don't know exactly what you are trying to metagame against, playing like two drop uh, green things dot deck is probably not it, Chief. So. You know, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, like I, I I'm, I'm with you on it. Like, I don't, I'd still, but like, it's because it's a possibility plus all draws is a possibility plus all the black green decks. Like, I don't want to play storm in that. Does that make yeah. Sense? The, like, the real answer is like, there are decks that exist in legacy right now, but there are these huge voids of like what people are playable, I think. And I think we're just not actually getting accurate representations of what the format truly looks like. Uh, and it seems like, you know, like I said, all these loam decks, uh, like lands or what have you, it kind of seems like they are partially non-existent. And the decks that they would normally keep in check just kind of get to run around. So, you know... And it, That's definitely true. And, <clears throat> I mean, there was like a four... There was a 4C loam list that just finished right out of top... Yeah, of Matthew Vook getting ninth with aggro is not a, like, relevant data set because he's, like, very good at that deck. <clears throat> you throw him into any meta deck. So it's like the... It's kind of one of those situations of someone attributing a certified master of their archetype but with a deck that deck had good. And it's like, here I actually think the deck is, like, actually good. But I'm saying that, like, him doing well in this sense doesn't necessarily... Right. But, like, I'm saying, like, it was there in the in the mix of that top, you know, the top 32. Well, the top eight, actually. Right, right. It was in the mix. And he took some losses in, in place nine. And, like, you can look at the top eight and go, well, he's probably favored here, but he's probably not favored here. And it's just, like, it's so weird that to me, because, like, I think the meta, if we just talk about the Delver decks, I think 4C loans wrecking people. But, like, some of these other decks, they're really strange, you know? Even, like, I, I mean, like, think, like, 8th was, like, a Gilded Goose uh, Bayou Pile. So, <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Um, so, Matthew played against Bantlam, Bugged up, beat all of the lost to Elf, then beat Bugged Elver and Elf. See, right there, I, I wouldn't even think... He could lose to Bant Miracles. I guess Miracles had a decent chance before to beat him. Well, it was... And now oh, it's got... It was Anurag, I'm pretty sure. I think I remember watching that match. Anurag just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. So what ended up happening is like game one stuff happened and then Entreat the Angels happened. And then game two... I was just said the Entreat got him. Yeah, game two stuff happened and then Angels happened. Like those... That was just it. <clears throat> it was just like Entreat the Angels, play a fetch lane, get a second entry. That I remember. Um, yeah. Also, his sideboard is like probably the softest sideboard that I've ever seen. Right? He has three Thalia, a choke, and a clean. Like normally, there's a little more hate, but his sideboard is like a bit more general in base targeting. So maybe. Well, that was probably correct. Right? Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's incorrect. I'm just saying like maybe his sideboard will become a bit more hateful. Um, his ley lines were probably good. He could have brought his ley lines up. definitely on the second entry. I can't remember <laughs> if he brought in ley line, but I want to say that. Um, Dan Neely boarded in Leyline versus or someone. I want to say that happened. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, uh, we're kind of rambling. It's going to take a few weeks for the format to settle, but 
right now it seems like there's a lot of blue soup delver going on with like the normal smatter various combo death the like the question Prism. is just like how to answer those you hogak them yeah just go wrong. man i'll tell you what that's that that right there is the where i'm like i don't know what it's bad because it's a black green rock with a combo yeah my cat just grabbed dragged them over stuffed them into her food bowl that's your cat just your cat just hogacked you <laughs> that your cat your cat is just letting you know <laughs> there's no question you gack i gack for sure apparently now go gack some people apparently <laughs> i i definitely plan to um ruin some days but anyway uh we'll do the the wrap up fairly quickly congrats to brian koval and adam franz uh brian won gp columbus and adam out uh, made the finals of um people have been wondering what to play in, in bologna uh apparently it is Maybe some variant of Thoughtseize Delver, some sort of uh, five-color blue deck or something, or Hogak. Uh, we have some listener questions. Uh, Dominic Munfrey asked, <clears throat> how do you think the various flavors of Depths fare without Rug? Um, we need to get Tom. I've mentioned it to him. And yeah, he's been playing Turbo, and he doesn't even really like playing Turbo Depths that much, so that's probably an indication something. Uh, it... I think it was a favorable matchup for Depths when Rug was around. So I don't think anything. Yeah, I, I think the Turbo Depths thing is just like, you know, when people are trying to figure out what to do, punch him in the face. And Turbo right. Depths does that. And a lot of people got really used to playing range Depths, so they probably don't quite recall exactly how to approach playing. Against, um... It's like playing Burn <clears throat> for week one of Standard, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what you're, that you're doing the same thing. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to fence with my, fellow players of magic i'm just gonna smash them yeah um eliyahu david or eliyahu david uh he asked about thomas's bant mid-range list they top into the challenge with i think we touched on a bit um <clears throat> i think that maybe that strategy is viable going forward i would like to see a way to actually fit in some pyroblasts or some way to answer i think pyroblasts is probably the easiest and can show matchup be kind of mediocre in my opinion um but it obviously is going to take a little work. Um, Tom Simons, how long before we see Ashley Bane Legacy? If not, are we going to end up in a weird inbred meta <clears throat> where you're supposed to force turn one Astrolabe, then surgical it and cyborg? Uh, Steve, you remember when people were doing that against Sensei's Divining Top and it was never good? Yeah, it's kind of the same dynamic. It's worse. It draws a Yeah, like, uh, what's the best? At face value, the card's a knock. It's very easy to get punished for spending that many resources in Astrolabe because you probably have their mana. <clears throat> so right, like it's it's a fundamentally worse because like they can mess up with their top. They could you could you could force them into a situation where you and they don't like with K grip or something. But Astrolabe they've already dropped. so like you're willingly going down a card to beat them, and you really have to hope it does something by doing. That. Yeah, dazing or spell piercing Astrolabe <clears throat> likely fine. Uh, just snap firing off of then surgicaling, that's that's way too many cards. You're going down three cards, right? You're three for winning yourself to mentally really not. Um we'll ask how we felt about the various flavor lands floating around or colors. I I'm not one hundred percent sure. <clears throat> I think um I like the rug ones. Yeah. The ones with the play Oko. The <laughs> believe it or not, like <laughs> the Oko lands list strikes me as good. I'm not sure if there's a need to be four color right now. Uh, I think uh, Punishing Fire pseudo got unbanned, but it's also is like yes, it got unbanned, but um, 
Tarmogoyf's still here. Yeah, Tarmogoyf still exists and Oko exists. So, like, my biggest... They seem awkwardly like dogs in the uh, matchups that have Oko because they can't answer opposing Okos. And, like, you're leaning in super hard on Field of the Dead to be a relevant card against your opponent when uh, you can't actually wasteland them out. And Port isn't as good of a card when Astrolabe because you aren't actually able to cut them off. You're just, like, cutting them off of, like, quantity. So, I don't know. I, I think the land decks probably do just enough to still be, like, decent. But um, I'd have to actually get some reps in myself to get a better feel for it. Um, anything to add there, Steve? I like Oko's. I'm not going to... I mean, for me right now, I can't until depth. I think I think the printings have reinforced that. I think every time that we get new cards, more... The, the only card that I think any kind of reasonable field of the dead, but I also think field of the dead, honest in your magic <clears throat> for legacy. Potentially. I think field of the dead plus Oko, like, one thing I like about these lists is they have so many things that uh, the opponent has to contend with, right? Like, there's Oko, there's Field of Dead, there's Punishing Fire. You have, like, enough incidental angles to attack from in these land shells that uh, it you just get there. So I, I'm curious to see what happens with those. Um, Jack? I mean, we don't want to go too, we don't want to go too long. Yeah. But I think, like, I think you could honestly say, like, if if you could play the, 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 the one red man enchantment that throws uh, shocks molten vortex sure yeah you can play like anything like once you if you've survived to the point where field of the dead is relevant because field of the dead seven land so if you've gotten to that point i think field of the dead could have been any card to get there like oko is interesting but everyone has so i'm not sure if like does that make it his lands a better oko deck a delver deck or a mid-range or a five color i think being able to turn two in oko is sweet right Oh yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. But I think like the Bant Stoneblade deck does. So like I did, I I think that's my issue. With it. Or even like I don't. I it's not that I'm saying like I don't think land. I think the only relevant printing is Field of the or the 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 old land strip. And I'm not sure if that card props it up over four color loam or uh, black green deck. Like I feel like both those strategies are more proactive, where the lands deck is reactive. Sure. Um. I I don't know if I agree. Like, Oko gives you a proactive plan, though. Like, yeah, like, in general, like, I'd agree with you that Lance is reactive. But now that just has a bunch. But I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into this. Lands. We'll save it. We'll save it for the future. Yeah, Lands is probably fine. The difference in all of these different colors is probably, um, or at most. Uh, Jack Kendall asked, how would we approach the new meta? Which Delver is the best? Discuss those. And he asked about prediction. Uh, I think that people are going to show up with what they like. I think that, uh, or well, from what I've heard, Tundra is really popular in Italy, so I wouldn't be shocked to see a couple Tundra decks top eight. I'm not sure if those Tundra decks will also be playing, you know, the rest of the color pie or not. And, uh... Man, I'm going to go ahead and say Banani. Claudio Banani's going to be in the top eight. That's your boy? Oh my, come on, man. He's played Days Miracles. He's played... He's played no Tundra Mirror. The man just plays like <laughs> he's he's insane. And like his serious disrespect when he plays miracles, he is like hunched over the table like he's the Delver player. Like <laughs> like he's holding counter spell and he's still like, I'm about to attack you. Snapcaster beat. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, I, I don't know. He does stare directly into his opponent's soul and eats it for lunch. So I don't know. Uh, I I'm not... It's so hard to predict. 
normally there's like more of a defined metagame so we can just like make statements based on that but like right now it's just like generic blankets some deck that's controlly is there's going to be delver see a tundra deck is like these are things that always happen like population density and people show up with whatever they want right like it's i think bug, bug delver will be the best because the metagame is do you think bug delver got... will be the best performing deck because the metagame was wide open or because it has the clearest like it's the easiest to build delver deck because its cards are like intrinsically powerful, powerful. yeah like yes that's that's exactly what I. So I think it's because it has the ability to answer the most things compared to like because you can't play Esper and you can't you play. That's like, your sweet ass. Like, I can. <laughs> I know you can try. <laughs> <laughs> Do I still have that deck? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, like, I think I think Bug is the uh, clear cut. Like can answer anything. So if the metagame's going to be wide open, I think Bug can be the best where like some of the other delvers want to match up percentage help like the other the only other delver deck that i would is performing very well is blue red because it's not really over deck for a deck that can counter stuff. yeah my issue with the other delver decks right feels like they're like this is my card this is what my card does period it's not right. like oh i have environments need other things but so every one of its threats can win by itself yeah i think that's the big thing every one of its threats doesn't care about anything though, and just turns though the caveat is bug delver sucks correct like every well we've never seen traditional we've never seen them with oko well we haven't seen them with oko but like the biggest issue that bug delver always has, you can get your opponent to two life and like not only are the tundra decks playing accumulated not but they're also playing oko like they have these life game measures so like if you, your opponent is able to stop your own slot and just like stabilize the board. Like that's the bug over thing. Like if your opponent is able to stop you, the game's over. You're not getting back in. So uh, we also have never seen them with the veil summon. Like they get the command. Yeah, but your opponent also has that. True. I mean, I'm not so like I'm saying like this is more stuff I think than they've ever had. Though. We like miracles is always you know it's had its thing. I I don't know what's gonna be like. I consider out of the Delver decks to show up to uh, the GP I think bug will be the best. Like I'm not gonna predict what's gonna be the top eight. We, That's I mean, a fool's errand. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I I think I can get behind Bug Delver potentially being the best performing Delver deck, just because it's like currently the. I think Bug Delver Blue just because they're the best or the like. They require the less thought going into it, right? Like, it, the, you, it's easier to build lightning pile of lightning bolts dot deck, pile of discard plus Tarmogoyf dot deck, than it is to figure out how many copies of Empire Man like. Is nimble mongoose good? Like, there's way more there building. Um, well, your, your variables aren't your variables in bug are what what answers, but not what your what questions you're by. You know you're a threat. You know what you know what you're going to kill your opponents. With. Like, and and the blue red decks the same way. You you know what you're going to kill your. Opponent. Where Grixis and Rug, you're not exactly sure what you're going to kill your. Opponent. And if they're going to be good, right? Ones, you're so. not sure what answers you need. Or what questions you need to answer, and you're not sure what question you're asking. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to condense Joe Dyer and Teddy's questions. Joe asked top 10 ways to drunkenly slog through Thanksgiving, and Teddy, appropriate Thanksgiving meat. Uh, the best Thanksgiving meat is ham. Turkey is garbage. Uh, the best Thanksgiving dish Amen. is mac and cheese mixed with candied yams. If you don't know about that, I'm sorry. Uh, best. Not amen. Son. Son. <laughs> <laughs> when the when the mac hits the yams, my God. Okay, mac and, mac and yam is cool, but man, I don't know. No, it's I don't know. This it one. sounds weird as shit. 
Um, Thoughts on waste. Ten ways to drunkenly slug through Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, oh God, I forgot. Preferably, about that. I, I drank too much. Uh, you know, drink enough to forget you have a fan. I'm I'm going to be drinking Belgian beer, Grand Cru. Right, that's that's my choice. It's nice, twelve percent alcohol. Gonna have a good time. Seems good. Um, we kind of covered Andy Wilson's question. Wasteland is like weirdly questionable, right? It's like maybe it's really good in these like proactive Delver shells, but it's kind of awkwardly bad against the control decks, even though they have like infinite colors. So it's it's still like a necessary evil to keep a check on things like Eldrazi and these other shells. But whether or not you want to play these super wastelands is um, a question that remains. Dan Neely. What should I play this weekend to give myself the best chance to qualify for the Grand Champion? I... Dan, you're going to play Nether Elevator. Don't Damn. lie. Don't lie. He's going to play Nether Elevator. I could have sworn that the Format Championship got moved to the 8th, so uh, you may have some more time to test. Uh, Not of the Reliquary. I don't know. I, you heard what I do. I'm going to see if Hogak is uh, really out here slapping. Actually... Dan played, I've, I've played against Dan a couple times. I think he played Eldrazi one time uh, in paper. And I played, um, oh, he's played Maverick, Eldrazi, and then he's played, I think, one of the Depths. Yeah, Depths. He's a big, he's a very anti-blue <laughs> uh, pool of cards he likes to play. Yeah. So, the, I'm still saying night. The fourth Legacy quarterly, December 8th, but I don't know if that actually changed based on... Um, <clears throat> them adding the additional round no so there's the bonus okay yeah so there's an additional week dan uh if anyone i play hogak depths hogak i thought depths. about hogak depths as well uh i'm just gonna try various hogak depths decks hogak decks and uh we'll see how that pans out uh other than that uh you want to fire off the new patrons oh for show that in fact patrons. oh my god <laughs> I had to give I had to give you a boomer thing. All right, here we go. Uh, new patron show: Eric L, Thomas H, Chris G, Lee W, six without Ren, Alex. I I, I think Ren um, didn't make it. Unfortunately, we won't talk about Apparently it. Apparently not. <laughs> Alex Lee X and Dennis A. We uh, thank you guys for your uh, patronage and everyone else who has supported us. So this is uh, an amazing thing for us to be able to do, and you guys. Provide us with that ability. Yeah. Um, regarding finding the podcast basically everywhere, you can find it at Thirst for Cast on pretty much every platform. Uh, and then there are links to me, Steve, our editor, Twitter is on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, we're going to cut that short, I guess, and uh, call it a day. Have a good one, everyone.